cool. Looks like we're live. Good win from the Jazz. Um, honestly, boring game. But I want boring games right now for the Jazz because boring games mean that the Jazz won by a blowout. And that's all I care about. I'll take boring basketball for the rest of the season for the Jazz. If it means they win out, which means one more game, and they clinch that, that number one seed. So, like I said, it was kind of a boring game. Nothing exciting to talk about except Mike Conley came back. And so we'll probably just talk about the whole NBA as much as we can. Because uh, there's not a whole ton from this game. But Mike Conley came back. That's good. Uh, it was like it sounded like he was going to come back before the playoffs, but it was kind of questionable. They weren't giving us a ton of updates there. Came back and played tonight. Uh, he'll probably play tomorrow night, and he'll probably be ready to go full minutes uh, come playoffs, especially with that extra break with the playing tournament. Um, so I'll go through the team stats real quick, go through the box score real quick, and then we can talk about the standings, uh, what's going on. It's really looking like the Jazz are going to hold on to this first seed. Obviously, the Suns have two more games, both against the Spurs. And the Jazz have one more game against the Kings, and that will be on Sunday. So, yeah, if the Jazz win that one, then then that's it. I be- Wait, no, because I don't know. I don't know. I'm not great at keeping track of this stuff. Um, but right now the Jazz are a game and a half up. And and so, yeah, if the Jazz win, then they'd be two games up. And if the Suns win out, they would still be a game behind. That's how it works, right? So, um, so the only case that the Jazz would lose the first seed is if the Suns win both, which the Suns probably will, especially after that crazy game against the Trailblazers um and the Spurs have no hope of moving up so it's not like the Spurs have a ton to fight for uh so the Suns are probably going to win both those games and the Jazz are probably going to win their last one but if they lose then that's it's most likely it's just going to come down to will the Jazz win their last like if the Jazz win they keep it they keep the first seed and if they lose the next game then they lose it um, which could be rough because that might mean they face the Lakers in the first round. But like I was talking about last stream on Wednesday, it might not be the worst thing in the world to play the Lakers in the first round at this point, even though they've been playing decently recently. I don't know. We, we can dig into that. But to get into the team stats, um, it's not like the Jazz played a great game. They shot 43% from the field, 33% from three. But at the same time, they played a really deep rotation. Their starters didn't get a ton of minutes. Um, they got ahead by a lot pretty early. So it's not like they had to fight for it. Um, and it's not like the Thunder were trying to were, were doing a great job at fighting and coming back. The Thunder never held a lead the entire game. The Jazz had a lead of 29 points at one point, and And they finished the game with a 16-point lead. So they were kind of coasting for most of this game. Um, some, some interesting stats, Jazz had 53 rebounds, which is a lot. Um, 
and that was eight more than the Thunder, which I think the Thunder having 45 and the Jazz having 53, that's a lot of rebounds for a game. That's really close to 100, which means there was at least 100, uh, close to 100 missed shots. <laughs> um, two other interesting stats. Well, one was the, where was it? Yeah, the assists number. The Jazz had 10 more than the Thunder, which that's kind of that's to be expected the jazz were ahead they they felt like they could share the ball a little more and they're a better team with more uh like like overall more experience in the nba the thunder are a pretty young team so that's not a shocker i guess and and what i thought was interesting is the jazz and the thunder even though this was a blowout they had the same amount of points in the paint which means the jazz really won the game on the three-point line even though they weren't, well, I guess there's mid-range, but mid-range is kind of a forgotten art in the NBA, and I, I wish that was a stat that they threw on the team stats. That would be interesting, but it really was the three-pointers were a huge deal for the Jazz because they made, what is that, seven more threes in the Thunder. So nothing terribly exciting. I just thought those were some interesting stats. Um, and... Hopping over to the box score. Again, nothing exciting here. Conley was back. He played decent. Uh, 10 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds in 16 minutes. I'm happy with that. If he can score points every 16 minutes, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And lots of players. Like, we played a pretty deep. Um, Azabuki played a few minutes didn't see anything from him but he got a few minutes in um i don't know who forest had some nice plays i don't know like no really standout players um for the jazz or the thunder the thunder had an even like they had an even more boring box score than the jazz did but bogey got 22 on on good shooting he was two for five from three and eight for 16 from the field so i'm happy with that um like I said, though, kind of a boring game. It was a blowout. But as I mentioned right at the beginning, I want boring basketball right now for the Jazz. Um, I, I'm kind of hoping for some exciting basketball in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, if every game for the Jazz for the rest of this year is boring, and that means the Jazz win because it's a blowout and it's a boring blowout, I'll take that. If the Jazz blow out every team in the playoffs, I'm happy. Um, and that being said, I'm going to hop over to the standings. More things are locked up. The East is pretty much completely locked up. There might be a, there might be a little bit more movement. Like the Knicks might move up to five, or the and while the Heat drop down to six. But the playing tournaments decided in the East. We have um, the Celtics, the Hornets, the Pacers, the Wizards, and then. With how few games are left, it looks like everything's going to stay pretty much the same in the East. There might be a little bit of movement, but that's not really going to impact the Jazz. Um, because like the Heat being sixth versus being fifth, they're probably not making it to the finals. And that's the only case that that will impact the Jazz is which team will make it to the finals in the East. Looking at the West, there is some more question marks going into this these last one to two games for every team. Um, obviously the big one that we want to talk about is the Jazz. It's looking good, 
that the Jazz will hold on to that first seed. But, like, who knows? Crazy things have happened. It, like, because I'm kind of writing down that the Suns are going to win their next two games. It's possible that they lose. I thought they were going to lose against the Trailblazers. <laughs> they got really close. It came down to the wire. I think it was a two-point game. Um, so I thought that that would have given the Jazz the first seed, but the Suns pulled it off. They have two games against the Spurs, and the Spurs are four games behind the Grizzlies. So it's not like the Spurs are fighting for a spot to move up. Uh, that being said, if the Spurs do have a chance to get into the plan tournament and and steal that eight seed from the Warriors or or the Grizzlies, who whoever ends up holding that eight seed at the end of the season, um, and and so if I'm them, I'm don't want to take my foot off the gas because you need to be going into those games full strength. You need to be in rhythm, and so like I'm not expecting the Spurs to like slow down or rest any players. Um, so I don't think it's going to be like the easiest two games in the world for the Suns, but it is the Suns versus the Spurs. I would be shocked if the Suns dropped one, especially since they're playing for something. Um, but even if they do win and the Jazz win their next game, which will be against the Kings that will be on Sunday, the Jazz have it. So it's in the Jazz, it's in our hands. If we pull off the win, we're good. Um, and even if we lose, which I don't think we will, there's a chance the Suns lose one to the Spurs, but I'm I'm not going to bank on that. Um, but looking at the rest of the West, uh, so I mentioned the Spurs are at 10th and they're going to stay there. There's no hope of them moving. There's some question whether the Grizzlies or the Warriors will get to play, will get to enter the playing tournament as the eighth seed. Right now they're tied, but the Warriors have the the tiebreaker there. Um, So that could be an interesting one, especially if the Warriors um, drop it. And I I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd I'd like to see the Warriors and the Lakers play in that first playing game. I don't know what what y'all think. I think that would be kind of fun to see. That would make that game a lot more fun to watch with uh, LeBron James versus... Steph Curry. Um, but then again, the Lakers might be able to dodge the play-in tournament. They're half a game b- below the Blazers. So I'm not... I don't have everyone's schedules memorized. If, if you guys want to put some info in there, that could be... That could help. Uh, I'm, and I'll, I'll go into the live chat once I'm like here in like 30 seconds. But so there's that matchup to look at where like who's getting that last playing spot it's looking like it's the lakers because they're down right now and there's so few games to play and the blazers have been playing really good recently um and then everyone up above the blazers the mavericks the nuggets the clippers the suns and the jazz have all clinched a spot outside of the play-in game and it looks like everything's probably going to stay the same except for the blazers might move up to fifth because uh, they're half a game below below the Mavs and the Jazz and Suns might swap but it looks like unless the unless I'm missing something weird on the schedule that I didn't know about it looks like in the west everything's probably going to stay the same um 
that would it, it's much more likely that the seeding stays exactly how it is now than if something changes. But obviously, it's possible for a change, and we've seen some crazy last-minute seeding changes in the past. Um, I forget when it was, but I remember one year that it looked like the Jazz were going like we're going to dodge playing the Rockets in the first round, and then it was like three or four games that happened that weren't likely to happen, but because they have they ended the way they did the Jazz played the Rockets in the first round. Um, So yeah, exciting stuff. Obviously here in the by the end of the weekend, we should know everything. We should know what's going on. And then, and then the question is just what's going to happen in the play in tournament. Um, But how things are going now, it looks like the Jazz will hold onto the first seed and the Jazz will probably play the Warriors or the Grizzlies in that, in that first round matchup. It's possible, though, that they play the Lakers or the Blazers or if something weird happens. Um, that would be really interesting. A Jazz and as a first seed playing the Lakers as an eighth seed who had the record of a seventh seed who won the championship last year. Um, I think there's there's a lot to market there with that series. And as that would be almost un, that would be kind of unfortunate playing the previous champions especially right as they're getting healthy for the jazz but i'd feel confident in that series with the jazz as long as mitchell doesn't take forever to get back um that being said i'll hop into the live chat looks like there's some stuff here if you have any thoughts about the standings about schedule stuff that i i don't know about throw it in the live chat we can talk about that um but I don't know like like what do you do you think there's going to be any changes going on here? I think the east is I don't so obviously I don't know the schedules but the east is going to stay almost exactly the same with maybe like a minor change at like 5 6 spot. Um or maybe the 4 spot too but it doesn't look that way. And then there's more to move around to the west but I would bet the west uh, stays exactly how it is now would be the most likely outcome. Um, yeah. So Shiver says, I'm feeling very confident about locking down the first seed. I am too. Uh, we have complete control of it, which that feels nice. And we're playing a team that we know we can beat. Um, it would be sad if we're like playing the Timberwolves this game and it comes down to this and the team that we, that's awful, but we just can't beat. That would be a little depressing, but we're playing the Kings. The Kings have nothing to fight for at this point, except for just a little pride. And even an injured Jazz team is a much better team than this Kings team. Um, so I'm confident that the Jazz will win this next game. Um, my coming back is super positive. I was really excited about that, and I'm even more excited that like it was limited minutes he only had 16 but he played a good game for only playing 16 minutes um it's not like his shooting wasn't super efficient uh he he didn't have any turnovers though he scored 10 points in 16 minutes um a couple rebounds three assists that's what i expect out of that's about what i expect out of mike conley for every 16 minutes because he normally gets right around double that in a game. And Mike Conley for a pretty average game. I expect 20 points, 6 assists, and a couple boards. So I love seeing that. Um, 
it's really good that he'll he won't be fresh out the injury come playoff time because Donovan Mitchell will be and it will be nice to have Mike Conley who who can lead a team in the playoffs uh while Mitchell's probably will take a game or two to really get his footing um Okay, so a, a little confused why uh, Golden State and the Clippers rested their starters tonight. Um, Clippers risk dropping to four and the Warriors risk dropping to nine, especially Golden State. What are you thinking? Um, so Nate kind of took uh, answered that in the comments. He said that the Warriors game didn't impact their seeding. They played the Grizzlies on Sunday for the eighth seed. Um, cool, cool, cool. So... And so is that game, is that just pure for, purely for like the tiebreaker basically? Um, well, no, I guess they have the same record right now. So that could be a fun one. They, it sounds like no matter what happens, they'll, they'll likely play each other again here in a few days um, because I'm betting that whether the Warriors or Grizzlies drop to nine or however that works out, the Spurs aren't aren't making it past that first game. Maybe that's just me doubting the Spurs, but it's not like they weren't a great team coming into the season and they've gotten worse with um losing Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, not like he was the most who's the biggest difference maker at this point in his career. Um Okay, so if if the Grizzlies win tonight and Sunday, they finish 39-33. If the Warriors go win tonight and lose Sunday, they will finish 38-34. How doesn't that affect their seeding? Still confused. Um, okay, so... I don't know. I don't... Uh, yeah, so so if you're not following along in the chat, so, so that was the question. Nate responded, I'm not entirely sure that... Uh, that's just what David Locke has been saying, and I trust him on it. Uh, so, And then Shivers says, so Golden State could finish 37-35, and Memphis finish 39-33, and Golden State could get the eighth seed. Interesting. I don't know. Like, seeding, I, I, I love this time of the year because there's so much that could change with just a small game, but then I feel like there's so much. Like, most of the year I can just focus on a couple teams and and what game are we, what game did we play last? What game did we play tonight? Like, who are we playing next? And that's all I really have to focus on. But I feel like here, you really need to have every team's schedule memorized. You know all the tiebreaker rules in the NBA, and then they threw in the added complication of the play-in tournament. Um, so then it's not like you have to you now have to keep up with even more teams, which I guess it gives. A lot of the people who who do that full time, <laughs> more to do during this time, but overall, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, what are the odds that anything really changes uh, with what is possible of changing? What is your dream scenario for the Jazz? Um, I guess the best scenario for the Jazz is at least for the first round is. Spurs somehow make it through and the Jazz play the Spurs in the first round while the Jazz hold the first seed um but I don't know that that would be insane and I wouldn't bet anything on that um 
especially since the Spurs are the only team in the West who have a shot at the playoffs who have a losing record. Um, they're nowhere close, uh, like four games behind at this point, which is, is a pretty big spread given that I don't know if there's the only other place in the standings that there's a four games difference between two teams who are, have a chance at making the playoffs is in the East between the Knicks and the Celtics, which it's kind of crazy that the Celtics uh, off topic, but this is kind of crazy that the Celtics fell off this much to a 500 team um, because they should be a good team with the talent they have. They were a pretty good team last year. Um, I don't know what happened, but that that's something that's not jazz related. I feel like that could be its own video analyzing what's going on with the Celtics and what their next move should be. Um, but cool. Um, so, so Nate says, I'll take a look after the stream and leave a comment on the video. Uh, and that's about the golden state situation. But with that being said, I, I was ho- like at the beginning of the week, I was hoping this could be the jazz lock in the first seed. Uh, we're like, we pretty much know what's going on and the next game is a formality, but there's something riding on that next game, which I guess makes the next stream excite more exciting to watch. Um, but I feel like because this one was a blowout, the main talking point for this was Mike Conley came back and, and we got to see him for 16 minutes, which that's awesome. So I'm I'm going to wrap this up tonight. Um, if you haven't liked the stream, make sure you like it. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. It helps out the channel. And if you're a Jazz fan, you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell because we go live after every single Jazz game. And if you hit that notification bell, You'll get notified as soon as we go live so you can join join the live chat and and have a good time if you like talking jazz basketball. Uh, as you can see, like we're pretty active in the live chat. I, I, most videos, we try to take care of every single comment. Uh, so if you want to have that conversation back and forth in this format, make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can, you can get in here as soon as we're live. Um, that being said, Nate will be taking the, the game on Sunday versus the Kings. So make sure to tune in for that one because there'll be a lot of information. Um, Nate, um, he's, he's normally a lot better at like researching all the little rules and what's going on with all the schedules and, and everything should be um, set by then. So I think that'll be a really good stream and the jazz should win. So it should be like, that should make it even better that the jazz hold on the, hold on to the first seed. But I'll close out there. Good win for the Jazz. It looks good, but they're still like stay tuned because we're it really relies on the last game, which is kind of interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, make sure you tune in on Sunday. That will be an awesome one. Um, and right before I wrap up, Carter just came in with a question that that I'll answer and then and then I'll end the stream. But Carter says, "Do we want Lakers in six or seven? Um, I don't know." At this point, like, I, I kind of see the Blazers and Lakers, at least for the first round of the playoffs, pretty equal. I'd almost rather the Lakers at seven, um, especially since I think the Lakers will still hold on to that seven seed in the play-in tournament, and the Jazz will hold on to the first seed. But, I don't know, I'm kind of scared of playing the Blazers, and I'm kind of feeling confident if we end up playing the Lakers. 
Uh, so I, I would say Lakers at seven. I don't know if, if I'm crazy for thinking that because the last year's champs just they haven't played much together as a team because of injuries. And there's been a lot of roster turnover, uh, both from last season to this season and in the middle of the season. So that would be my take. I, I'm hoping the Lakers stay at seven. And maybe that's just me wanting to see LeBron James have to live with the playing tournament. <laughs> um, maybe that's my, I don't know. I feel like I straddle, straddle the line between being a LeBron James fan and a Le- LeBron James hater. Maybe that's the hater coming out of me, but uh, everyone, thanks for joining this stream. I'll wrap it up now. I, I think there wasn't a ton to cover because it was a blowout um, and, and nothing crazy exciting, nothing locked in, but thanks for joining us tonight. Make sure you tune into the live stream on Sunday that should be an awesome one. There should be a lot to cover there. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. And and Nate reminded me, we'll, we'll be putting out a an episode. Uh, it won't be live, but we'll be putting out a pre-recorded episode tomorrow. Uh, we get them out around 11-ish. So, so watch out for that. Uh, thanks for joining us again tonight, guys. And have a good night. Look out for those videos. <laughs>